like we haven't done an NBA video in quite some time. Last time I talked to you guys was before Thanksgiving, so hopefully everybody out there had a good Thanksgiving weekend. But we're back. Six of my favorite plays covering FanDuel, DraftKings, and Yahoo. Before we get into the plays, guys, do me a favor. Like and subscribe to the video. Subscribe, then you're going to get notified when the videos are coming out. The like really helps us out, and that's the tip jar here in the Fantasy Bar. So let's knock that out first, guys, and I'm going to say thank you in advance. Now, let's jump into the plays for tonight. Let's start that mid-range with shooting guard, small forward, Evan Fournier of the Magic. So you run the numbers here on our Court IQ tool, which you can find over at rotogrinders.com. And when you take Nikola Vucevic off the floor for Orlando, you guessed it, Evan Fournier leading the way with a 28% usage rate. And that is shown in the results. This guy's been very consistent lately without Vuce. And this matchup, absolutely ideal. And if you look at the box scores, this was his best performance of the season. Last time out against the Washington Wizards, went over 40 on both Vandal and DraftKings. In that matchup, and again, makes sense. Why? Washington, terrible against shooting guards. In fact, the worst team in the league. We've talked about it before. We've exposed this spot before. Bradley Beal has to do so much offensively. It leaves a lot to be desired on the defensive end of the floor. I think Evan Fournier take advantage of that here. Once again, lead us off here in the Tuesday six-pack. All right, let's go to the other side of that game with power forward center Thomas Bryant of Washington. So here's a guy I think a lot of people are going to play. We know recency bias, very real. What have you done for me lately? Unfortunately, Thomas Bryant, not going to check that box for a lot of people. A couple subpar games here. But when you look at our defensive versus archetype tool on Roto-Grinders, you're going to see Orlando ranks 30th against a player like Bryant. Athletic, a guy that can hit the glass. No Vooch in there to deny that. Obama, big body. I think Bryant can have his way here tonight. And this is one of those games... I want to stack. We'll just give you Fournier and Bryant out of this game. But the point is you can stack this game very affordably. Bradley Beal, really the only high-end option you're going to have to spend on. A lot of mid-range guys you can play here. But Fournier, Thomas Bryant being two of my favorites, whether you stack or not, they're viable tonight on Tuesday night. All right, let's go to shooting guard. Small forward, our next play with Tim Hardaway Jr. of the Mavericks. So really love this play here tonight. Really love the ceiling this guy can provide you. Generally, we're talking about 5K players. We're not talking about a massive ceiling. We're hoping the guy gets us back to what we paid for him. I think Hardaway, a guy that can vastly outproduce the number. We've seen that quite a few times already. He's returned or exceeded value now in four of the last six games. And a guy that has put the big numbers on the board. He gets hot. Things can go very, very well for us. Now, it's a risky play as well, but playing big minutes here for a very good Dallas offense. Luka, obviously the focus of any defense is going to leave opportunity for everybody else, and that's what we've seen here with Hardaway. He's really taking advantage of this opportunity, and the matchup here, ideal. New Orleans, whether he's at shooting guard, small forward, bottom 10 in fantasy points allowed to both of these positions. Tim Hardaway Jr., one of my favorite value plays, especially for that ceiling in tournaments here tonight against New Orleans. All right, let's go to the other side of that game. Let's go spend some money here at small forward, power forward, Brandon Ingram of New Orleans. Now, not the first time we've had Brandon Ingram here in the six-pack and definitely will not be the last time. I love the consistency in the floor that this guy gives you. You're talking cash games, you want that floor. You're talking tournaments, he certainly can give you the upside there as well. But 20 points or more with seven or more rebounds in six of the last seven games. You look at his FanDuel box scores over the course of the entire season, only one game all season long under 33 fantasy points. Just very, very consistent. DraftKings, nice price point there at 8,100. Love him over there. Even FanDuel, 9,300. Don't think he's out of play there. The Mavericks have struggled against this position. Second most fantasy points allowed to the small forward position. Ingram has to do a lot for this New Orleans team. I think this game is going to be one of the higher scoring games we have on the night. That means Brandon Ingram, to keep this thing competitive, going to have to put this team on his back. I think he does that here in a good matchup here with this Dallas Mavericks defense. All right, let's go back to the Dallas side. That's right. I love stacking this game up. Power forward center, Christoph Porzingis. Really, really, really like the prices here on Porzingis tonight. And it really stood out to me. 6500 on DraftKings, probably the best value on that site tonight, low eights on FanDuel, and nice price point over there on Yahoo as well. So a good buy low here on Porzingis, and the Pelicans been a struggle. Power forward centers, they're towards the bottom of the league against both of those positions. And again, Luka the focus, Luka the guy that gets all the headlines. 
But under the radar, Porzingis has six double-doubles over his last nine games. Now he's had some duds in there as well. I think this is a high upside matchup here. I think we're going to get high upside results as well here with Mr. Porzingis against this New Orleans defense. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play on the night. But before we do that, guys, we're going to run it back. A little contest here. Free to play. A thank you to all the loyal bar patrons here. We're going to do DraftKings fantasy points for my beast of the night. Closest guest is going to win three free days of Roto-Grinders Premium. Gives you a chance to check everything out. If you're not a subscriber yet, get behind the scenes. Everything we have, you get access to. And again, just a free thank you to you guys for checking out the video. So, who are we guessing on? Let's take a look. My favorite play for Tuesday night. You know him as the beast of the night. All right, Beast time. We owe you one more play here. We're going to go to point guard. We're going to spend some money on Russell Westbrook of the Rockets. Tonight's Beast of the Night. So this was another one. I saw these salaries. I want to jump on board here. Still think this guy has enough upside to crush these salaries. We're talking under 9K on DraftKings. 9000 on Fandle and a nice price on Yahoo in the low 40s as well. Now, James Harden, the guy we want to continue playing coming off that 60 burger, never going to tell you're doing it wrong with James Harden. But I think the ownership here going to be very low on Russell Westbrook. A lot of studs on this slate. A lot of places you can spend your money. This could be an ignored spot. And I know Deontay Murray, solid defender there. Been in and out of the lineup. But overall, the Spurs, 19th in defensive efficiency against the point guard position. The fantasy points have been there as well. So an under-the-radar spot, a tougher matchup. Yes, maybe some will see it that way. I see these low prices. I see guys still give us a 60-point upside. That's where I'm putting my chips here tonight. Russell Westbrook having a ceiling game. These prices are too low. Going to be a big part of my lineups here on Tuesday night, making Russell Westbrook easily my favorite play on the board and tonight's beast of the night. All right, guys, that wraps up for Tuesday night in the Fantasy Bar. Any comments, questions, feedback, that comment section is there for you guys. Don't forget your vote with Fantasy Points for Russell Westbrook on DraftKings. Closest guess is going to win that three free days of Roto-Grinders Premium. For Roto-Grinders.com, I am Beer saying salut. Best of luck here tonight, guys. We'll be back tomorrow with another six-pack. Have a good night, and we'll see you. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist. What is up, everybody, and welcome to Grinders Live. This is for uh, what's this for? What are we doing here, Tony? NBA, NBA on what's today, Tuesday. Whew, man, I'm lost. It's all good. NBA on Tuesday. I'm so used to doing these showdown videos with Big T when we come on here, and it's just me and him rocking some NBA. I don't even know. I don't even know what we're doing. So, but we're here. We're gonna break it down. There's no Dean today, so we're not gonna kill a bunch of body parts and a bunch of garbage like that. We're just straight up gonna get to some NBA here in a minute. 
I do have a list of things that they're going to tell me to read here in a second, though. I'm going to get through that real quick. But before I even do that, I want to bring in Big T. You know, you guys may know him as the king of showdowns, but, he's, you know, he's still the NBA grinder, too. He's an NBA guy. I see him out there on Twitter challenging a bunch of reality stars to basketball games. I don't know what's going on there. I'm going to have to catch up on that one. But, Big T, we bring you in here. What's going on, man? I mean, these guys, you know how easy that money's going to be, Chop? Like, this guy played in the NFL. He, like, he thinks what? he's big and tough. <laughs> like, I mean, this isn't the NFL, Chop. This is hoops. There's, like, some video out there of, like, some one-on-one tournament. This guy, <laughs> he's, drawing, he's drawing dead, Chop. Well, Logan, let, let me get a little background here. So, who are, we, who are, you, who are you challenging? So, I mean, we, me and Hoop have been talking to that Chris Randone a decent amount. He's buddies with the dude that played in the NFL, Clay Harbor or something's his name. Big, big, strong dude. Like, I would never – I mean, I'm not – I said I'm not wrestling the guy when we're playing hoops. I, I declined the wrestling offer because he, he is a big dude, but he hadn't beaten us in basketball. So, we, yeah, we, we, on the podcast one time, we came to terms for a, a little 5K game. So, I don't like their chances. As long as so, Hoop can live up to the bill. The, like, oh, that's what I was going to say. Here's a problem. Yeah. What if Hoop no-shows again and then leaves you hanging out there pissing in yeah. the wind, man? That's just – or worse, yeah. What if Hoop shows up and he's just not good? Like I think oh, he might not. What if be. he's What if he's talked himself up so much and he's not really that good? Hey, you never know, man. But we're gonna handle them though. It'll It'll be light work. I mean, these guys. You, you watch the video of him. It, it isn't good. Like it's a bull in a china shop out there. He He doesn't have much much bark behind the bite. Fair enough. I I can't wait to see it stream on TV when we get it. But uh. Before before we get into all that and before we get into this NBA, I need to I need to run through a few things here just to do a little house cleaning for the people upstairs. All right. Uh, we need, I need to get you to see here. What do they got me saying? Hit the like button, guys. Hit the like button. And then when you hit the like button there on YouTube or wherever you're at, hit up the comments and let us know if there's anything that you would change about it, what you would add to the shows, whatever, whatever it is. Give all your thoughts and opinions in the comments section there. But hit the like button, subscribe to the channel on RG, get that, get that thing going. I'm going to remind you of that several times throughout the show because it's a key factor here. Remember now, when all boils down to it, you could, you could want me and Big T to lay out the winners for you. Sometimes we can, sometimes we can't. This is unpredictable. Regardless, this particular show right here, this is free of charge for you guys. So whatever we're given, and I will be playing on both sites tonight, FanDuel and DraftKings, I'm giving you the guys I'm going to be playing. So I, we're doing this free of charge. So, you know, hey, hang in there, guys, and let's get through all this together. And now we got the badge promo, the RG badge promo. That's with a B. I know Big T's got other thoughts on his mind. The RG badge promo. All right. So when you switch over your badge, you're eligible for if you win contests and screenshots, you're eligible to get free month of RG stuff and all that. But even if you don't win anything, you just switch over your badge and you're eligible to get shout out, a shout out on air. And that's what I'm going to do right now. So I got about seven names here I'm going to get through real quick. Man, D-Train could not have given me a worse list here with some of these names. Arbumol, oh, Arbumol, whatever, man. I got You got to get a better name than that. I mean, you can't just do your first initial and your last name and then throw some other stuff in there. That's not good stuff. D. Daltrey. D. Daltrey, you get a shout-out. Infantry Blue, 2011. Okay, I can read that one. Chimps 22, that's easy enough. Chimps 22, shout-out to you. Straight, no, straight, straight. It's spelled a little different, but shout-out to you. Jericho Tasker, you switched your badge. Good job. And Jordan Perez, 0708 S. All right, good job for you, too. You switched your stuff up. Now, I can close out that screen because I don't need that anymore. All right, guys, we're going to shoot through these uh, these games for you. I think it's like seven games. We'll go through them. A little screenshot. I'm hoping you can see my screen. Follow along as I go, and I'll click back and forth between this, lineup HQ, lineups page. At the end, if we have time, we will take some questions. You know, I'm not like Dean. I'm not going to run through these body parts, so usually we have some time here. And we'll usually be Dean, like, gives the times, too, where he's like, it's – 527 on the East Coast, 427, blah, 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 227 in Tokyo. Like, are, are you going to give that recap today? No. We're, I think you guys know what time it is. It's game time. That's what time it is. So that's all we need to know. 
So let's get let's get cranked up because I don't think we have any other things to talk about. Do or do you have anything else you need to get off your chest here? No, I, I think we're good. I mean, the people are going to be so happy they don't have to listen to all that garbage. And there are several key injuries, but I think the key is we attack them as we come to the game because then it's fresh in our mind and we know what to do with it. So just remember, how we would attack a slate, child. Just like the showdown videos we do. Like yeah. we go in. We don't. We you don't. You never start a slate by like reading through the 37 injuries like you look at you yeah. look at what you're going to need to attack from yeah and there's only like seriously there's only like four of them that really matter you know they're fresh injuries and and they and they really matter but uh, otherwise we're going to get to it and uh let's kick it off we're sponsored here by fantasy draft so that's the salaries we're going by but of course we'll talk up all the sites and fantasy draft is almost identical to DraftKings and pricing and all the other stuff so uh you know they kind of correlate with each other. So let's crank, let's crank this thing up. Detroit and Cleveland is the first game on the board. Uh, 216 total here. Let's start off on the Detroit side. Had a hot start to the year for big Andre Drummond without Blake Griffith. Blake's come back. Andre's kind of fizzled out a little bit. It's almost like a two-man show. When I do a team like Detroit and I'm trying to research them, I almost just I cut it off after two guys. Like occasionally I can pull the trigger on a Derrick Rose if things work out perfect. Probably can't even do that tonight. I'm not sure. But I'd like to hear, hear your opinion on Detroit tonight. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's always a two-man team, unless you got guys out, which is the case always in the NBA. If a couple guys are out, maybe you can play the Markeith Morris, Kennard, the, these type of guys. But when they're at full strength, it's really just two guys. And this year for me, like, when they're both in there, I kind of just ignore them both anyways, especially because it's the early game. Some of the sites that have late swap, like I just I don't want to play the early guys unless they're total locks. So I don't know. Yeah, like Drummond hasn't been great since Blake's been back. He's just not he, he's not very he's not very skilled. He's just super athletic. So if Blake's in there contesting for rebounds too, I don't like him. And, and it's not a great matchup either against Cleveland with Tristan and Love and Nance inside. I mean, those guys are pretty pretty solid inside, enough to at least put up a fight. So, for me, yeah, I'm kind of off both sides of this. If I was going to play anyone, it would probably be K-Love just because he can take them outside a little bit, get some bar- – him, him and Blake have been battling for, what, like 10, 15 years now it feels like. Uh, they, they had to be the same. They, they were the, the two best bigs in the West for a while there, but – they, they've seen better days than today, I think. Yeah, I uh, I'm agree. we got the two-man show on the one side. On the other side there on the Cleveland side, it's pretty much Kevin Love. Occasionally you can get away with playing a Tristan Thompson or, or Warren. One of those guys is out. Larry Nance becomes a viable commodity. But uh, otherwise, it's pretty, it's pretty barren on that side. Do you have any interest in the backcourt, Garland, Sexton, any of these guys do anything for you? God, I mean, these guys, this would be a good team if they had, like, two guys out because they just play too many of these crappy guys. And, uh, like, if we knew some of these guys were going to play, like, huge, huge minutes. Like, for a while there last year for Cleveland, like, we were getting, like, 40-plus minutes from Sexton, and he was a good play. But I don't know. Like, I I definitely – even though the the slate is a little shorter tonight, there's going to be much better spots than this game for me. Yeah, we're going to move on here, but uh, I do want to point out that the chat is uh, they're loving your they're loving your Dean impersonation with the time zones, man. They're liking it a lot. But and guys, if you haven't noticed, the chat is a little bit different. It's the Discord chat, <clears throat> so you can you can read you can read and follow along and chat in the embed, or you can kick it out to the big screen on Discord and get the full screen chat on Grinders Live. I like to I like to do the full screen because I like. How do you get it to say bot next to your name? I always wonder. Like mine doesn't say bot. <laughs> It says bot if you're chatting from the embed on the Roto Grinder site. If you're, oh, if you're on, on the actual page, yeah. If you're if you kick it out to the full if you kick it out to the full screen on on Discord, it won't say bot. So it's just a it's just a snag. They're working on it. They're working on a lot of things behind the scenes. Seeing some of the preview that they got coming for us, we got some good things coming up. So stay tuned with that, guys. Now on to the next game. Let's move it on down. We got about. Roughly 40 minutes or so, I think, till we 50 minutes maybe, till we uh, get up out of here. So if you have questions as we go along, keep them in the back of your head and fire them off later because we're probably going to have time to answer some questions. Next game on the board, Orlando at Washington. The total jumps up here, 228 and a half. 
for this game with the Magic and the Wizards. Let's start off on the Orlando side. Talk to me about how you feel about Orlando. No significant injuries tonight. I know that uh, we're going to be without Vucevic, but I don't consider it a significant injury when we've seen several games in a row of, you know, the guys being out and, and uh, you know, the prices have jumped up now accordingly and stuff like that. So talk to me about this Orlando side. Yeah, so this game this game's going to be super interesting because obviously Vooch is out. And going against Washington is always one of the best spots. They just don't play any defense whatsoever. So you got like a 230 total. You got a close spread. You got a team that plays no defense. And now you got a guy out, Thomas Bryant, out for Washington, Vooch out for Orlando. So you got injuries. You got good pace. You got no defense. Basically, you got everything you could want from a game. And now you just need to find some pieces. Like, I don't think I've played anybody from Orlando hardly at all, all season. But tonight, man, like, we have to play some Orlando guys, I think, in this high high total spot against a team that plays no D. And I'm not – I don't love any of them is the issue. Like, Fournier is going to pop as the best value, and he is. I mean, he he's solid, but his price is kind of up. I, I think I want to play him, but that's kind of how I am with all these Orlando pieces. Like, I know I need to play at least one or two of them, but I don't know who I like the most. I, I guess I like a guy like Jonathan Isaac the most just because he's the most talented. They don't really have any rim protection the other way. He should crush. Same thing with Aaron Gordon. But they're both kind of priced up where they should be. I, I don't know from about the Orlando. What, what do you think of this Orlando side? You know, Isaac is, is is priced up now, like you said, where you should be. There, there's some pieces there you can play. Fournier is definitely – he's in the mix, but, man, I have a hard time pulling the trigger on a guy like that usually. You know how that is. He's just a very unexciting, unappealing guy. But uh, quick question, a quick QQ for you is uh, who do you think has the better free throw style, Markel Fultz or Chris Randone? I mean – Chris Randone's game has to be terrible. I mean, people people are going to think I'm just talking trash, but he weighs like 150 pounds, eats like two pieces of wheat toast for breakfast with like some cantaloupe <laughs> on the side. I mean, this guy, he's like five foot four, 150. Like, Hoop's going to post. I don't care how good Hoop is. He's going to post him up, and it, there's no way the guy can shoot. It's got to have a broke jumper. It's going to be easy pickings. I mean, if you get a chance to get some action on people, just just load it all up on the, the RG team. Let's do it. All right, so let's move on to the other side because that's our first significant injury here that we're going to deal with is Thomas Bryant is out tonight, so it's going to open up minutes for some of the other guys. We've got a confirmed Washington starting lineup of Isaiah Thomas, Bradley Bill, Isaac Bonia. Uh, Bertans, former San Antonio kid, and Rui Hachimura. You know him from the final from the uh, old NCAA tournament last year. He was on a roll. So we got some value here finally. Thomas Bryant was a man who was eating, man. He was doing he was doing work this year. He's going to be out, I think, for like three weeks now, but this is the first first night out here. So how does this open it up for us? Is there is there a one guy out of that that is, now becomes a must-play for us, or uh, are we spreading it around, and, and who is that guy? So the key for me, too, is I, I'm looking at these bodies. I think they only got eight bodies. I don't think they – I'm never up with the, the call-ups from the, the D-League or whatever. Maybe Mangone can help if, if they called someone up. But it looks like they only got eight bodies, and that, that should be huge here because they just don't – they're not priced up like it. Like Rui becomes basically a lock to me. The guy's super talented, which we saw last year. Like, we're not like Dean here. We, we actually watch the college games. We know the guys as they come up, especially in March. I don't watch a ton before that. But Rui, super talented. He's going to get pushed in there to a big role. And same with Bertans. So you got – for bigs, right, we got Rui, we got Bertans, and we got Bonga, I think are the only three bigs if I'm looking at these names right. And if you only got three bigs, like Bonga, I know he's not, like, the craziest good play ever, but he's 3K on DraftKings, and he has to play minutes. I mean, he's going to play 20-plus minutes. I, I don't know. Like, I like these three bigs, and you have to like Beal. Beal, the, the matchup's tough, but his price is kind of down. 
Orlando, or I mean, Washington in this spot. I, I don't usually like to pick on Orlando, but man, Washington, let's look at the spread. I, I think they're still favored even after all this. Yeah. Let's see. I think so. It says it on the, let me see here, Miami or, or Washington. Yeah, I mean, Washington's still minus one in this game, completely shorthanded. I'm all, I, I love these Washington guys. Like, I need at least three of these guys in my lineups. Yeah, it might be one of those situations where in the NBA you get enough injuries, enough key injuries to guys on a team, and they don't have time to fill out a full roster. You're going to get a lot of minutes equal money in the NBA. That's what we always say. For the most part, there's some guys who, no thank you, even to 40 minutes. But in a situation like this where you're going to lose, you know, a lot of leverage guys, this could be a spot here. So uh, I'm with you, man. Okay, let's talk about – we know Bradley Bill's an elite player and an elite play tonight. He's a good, he's good again, Price and Corley. Rui's going to be the popular option just to step in and fill in for Thomas Bryant. You like Banya. What about Isaiah Thomas? Is there is there a world where you can play ITT? Now, we're not worried. Now, this is not real life. This is not your nuggets bringing him in to blow a game for you. This is, this is him just maybe catching a few extra shots and maybe catching fire offensively, if you believe. I do not believe in Isaiah. He's one of the guys that, ah, man, he's he's just priced like he's forty nine hundred on DK. He's priced kind of up on other sites too. I, I don't know. Like they still have guards. You, you look, they got Beal, they got McCray, they got Isaiah, they got Ish, Troy Brown. I mean, they're not that short-handed at guard, really, especially when you got Beal soaking up a lot of that usage. I don't know. I, I don't like Isaiah that much. I kind of just want to pick on these guys that you know are going to are gonna play. Even a guy like Admiral Schofield, I forgot about him as I looked at the roster. He's probably their two-fourths. He, he might be their ninth guy tonight where he's another guy we saw in college that had some games along the way, and he's stone men price. So I want to pick on these bigs. If I had to rank him, I'd for sure go Rui. Bertan, Bonga, those would be my three in that order. And Beal, obviously, like Beal, I think Beal's pretty much a, a lock for me just because the usage and the price. Like, he's way cheaper than these other stars. I, I think I need to play at least three, probably Beal and two of these bigs. Maybe all four, though, because I, I love the opportunity. Yeah, this is an interesting spot, like you said. Uh, I think Bonya. I mean, 6.1K on Fantasy Draft is right so there, right there at stone minimum, $100 over minimum, and uh, that's a good what cash you, What do you think play. makes them give that extra hundy? Like, why don't they just let them be know. the 6K? I just see some kind of algorithm. It's the world of the algorithms, man. We're living in an algorithm-driven world, and for some reason they kicked him up 100 bucks there, but it is what it is. It'll work out for us tonight. It becomes – a good cash game play when you get a guy that cheap. It's almost hard for him not to pay off, and then you pair him with a bunch of superstars that we're going to talk about later. Uh, and even We could even have one superstar conversation right now if you believe the guy's a superstar. That's the Miami Heat traveling to Toronto to take on the Raptors at 212-and-a-half. It's been the year of the breakout for Pascal Siakam, man. He's, he's a man. We knew – we saw some glimpses of it last year when Kawhi would sit out. This guy would go crazy. Man, he's become one of the unheralded like studs of this uh, of this league. And I just happened to be glancing at the stand. I never look at the standings, but I'm looking at the standings. I think it was yesterday or the day before. And noticed Toronto just again at the top of the list. Man, it looks again like they're going to be competitors in the Eastern Conference even without Kawhi. So, Tom, talk to me about this Toronto side. Uh, like going against another good defensive team, though, this is going to be a defensive struggle. But how far up can we rank Siakam with these other studs tonight? Yeah, you bring up a great point, too. And you got to give the coaching staff in Toronto just a, a crazy amount of credit. Last year, they had to deal with the Kawhi situation all year. They lead them, obviously, to the title. Tons of tough spots. But then they lose Kawhi, bring these guys back. It's just crazy how much better Pascal, Van Vliet, these guys are just so – even the role players besides those two are so much better. The coaching staff deserves a ton of credit. And they just, like you said, they're right up there in the standings. I don't think they're like a title contender with this group, but they're a team that's going to be solid like we've seen from the Boston teams in the past, these teams that are going to be great regular season teams. And then get to the playoffs, they're at least going to battle you. But over a seven-game series, you'll probably wear them down just because they don't – 
I mean, you're not going to lose to Norman Powell playing 34 minutes in the playoffs. But that just shows how good they're doing during the regular season. And they're another team kind of like Detroit where I think every single game you just narrow it down to those two guys, Pascal and Van Vliet. They're, pay- they're playing 40 minutes a night. They're crushing every night. They're, they're two of the most consistent guys in the league. And when everyone's healthy, like the rest of the team is really not in play for me, right? Like I just don't. Like OG, sometimes people play OG. I can't ever see myself playing that guy. I, I don't like guys that everyone that's watched my NBA stuff over the last five years knows. I just hate guys that have no skill. Like he's just all – he's a great athlete, but just no skill whatsoever. I, I can't play dudes like that. But, yeah, Pascal and Van Vliet, both price decent, going to play 40 minutes. Solid plays for sure. Even in, I mean, Miami's not the best matchup in the world, but these guys are so consistent. Yeah, I agree. It's it's, it's that's where we're at on that team. Um, you know, unless unless it's a really small slate, and we've got seven solid seven solid games tonight, so I don't need to go there unless it's a really small slate or or there's injuries that open it up, and there's really not tonight for Toronto. So I'm with you on that one. Uh, but on the Miami side, there is an injury that could open some things up for us. Goran Dragic out tonight. Uh, we've already got we, – we, we've seen some of that, what, you know, what that what could happen with him out. So you've got some guys here that you can – now it's a tough defensive game. Like, this is not an easy matchup for anybody. But Jimmy Butler's matchup proof. So you've got Jimmy Butler in the mix. Another I, – I consider him a superstar, but he's really good out. I'd love to get him on my team and just uh, if talking about winning a title. He's a, he's a guy I would love on my team to win a title because he just does dirty work for you. So you got Butler. Dragage being out is going to open it up for your boy, your Kentucky guy, Tyler Hero, or Kendrick Nunn. So there's – there's and then Bam's been good all year long with his new role. So talk to me about Miami. Where are we going out there tonight? Yeah, Miami, they're a team – they're another team kind of like Toronto where it's – they're a really good real-life team. They're solid. They're going to play you tough. They're going to be well coached. But I don't know. It's tough for me to really go anywhere besides like Jimmy Butler and Bam. They're solid, but they're kind of priced where, I mean, Jimmy Butler is the perfect example of like a really good player that he's going to coast some nights though. And he's going to let other guys get better. He's going to, he's going to get the ball to hero, let him make some shots. He just feels through it. And if they need him at the end of the game, he'll be there. He'll get buckets when you need him. He'll get a stop when you need it. But he's not the type of guy that – he doesn't care about stats at all, I don't think. He just wants to win and get better. And some nights it's frustrating, though, because he could get buckets every time, and he kind of just defers a little bit, which is good for the team. It's just not as good fantasy-wise. And tonight versus Toronto, like we said, Toronto is well-coached too. It's going to be a lower-paced game. I mean, it's a pretty low total these days. There's just other better spots. Like I'd pick, I, I'd like to pick on a few of these other spots over this game, which is why I, I just kind of fade these games in general. And sometimes it gets me, sometimes it doesn't. But I like to narrow my field way more than other people, so I can't really see myself playing any Miami guys. Yeah, it's a tough matchup, so it's a, it's a GPP play for sure, and that's about it. It didn't. I can look up and down here, and I don't see a very much the screams cash game in this game. So with that being said, we're moving on down the road to Dallas and New Orleans is the next game. Now we jump up to a big, big total, 234 in this game in New Orleans. Uh, Start off on the Dallas side. Cool, man. You know, just looking over some of these numbers that Luca's putting up this year, like this guy's, he's a freaking stud, man, in fantasy. And I don't know, you know, basketball is fishy because real life, and fantasy just don't go together in basketball. You know, the best fantasy players are far from the best real-life players. So I don't know what to make of him as far as helping a team win a title in his career at some point. But for fantasy, this guy's a straight-up beast. What's up on the Dallas side? Are you more likely to play Luka tonight or Harden? Because I think those are the two the two big guns. And, uh, and then what's up with the rest of the Dallas side for you? Yeah, man, Luca. Uh, if you've watched, if you've watched so far this year, like uh, I mean, a lot of a lot of NBA guys have watched him ton last year and this year, but he, he's just crazy good. Like, really, every game you like think he's going to get slowed down too. Just because, be honest, he's a whitey. He's slow. You just feel like he's going to get slowed down, and he's just too good. He's just too talented. 
He gets everyone involved. He's got like over a 40% usage or something crazy. He's just ridiculous. And now he gets to go against a team like New Orleans that plays up in pace, that gives us everything we want. The game should stay close. The only times this year where he hasn't got there are blowouts, one way or the other. He's got blown out a few and struggled. He's blown out teams by 40 and 50 and only played 25 minutes and still got there. It's tough to fade Luka tonight, though. You get the pace, you get the matchup, you get everything you could need. The game shouldn't blow out here. It should be a pretty good game. I know people respect Drew Holiday on defense. I do, too. But Luka's to the point where I really don't think it matters who guards him. He's just that good. He's reached the – I mean, he's a top five player right now, I think, without, like, going down the list and, and naming him off. Especially if you – like, if you redrafted, if we had the redraft question, where does Luca go right now? He's got to go maybe in the top three even as far as future prospect and everything. He's just off the charts good. And Dallas is another team too where they run everything through him. They play a ton of guys. So you don't really want to use anybody besides Luca and, and Porzingis. Maybe Tim Hardaway has had a few good games and he's priced down. But on a slate like this with tons of value guys, I'm not. I'm probably not going to play Tim Hardaway. Maybe I, I play him a little bit over the thing. But, man, Luca, talk to me about Luca. Like, how impressive has this guy been? He's been really, really – here. he averages over 30 points a game, right? I think that – I don't think I misread that when I read that. Over 30 a game and – 9.6 rebounds, 9.1 assists. He almost averages a triple-double with 30 points a game. Like, it's pretty sick, man, his number. So, yeah, and then the rest of the guys, you you hit it on the head as far as the way they play. There, There's, like, week, week periods of a week at a time where, oh, I can play Kleber because he looks good now, but yeah. then he disappears. Or I can play Dwight Powell because he's getting a few minutes, and then he disappears, and then that's a big – and even Porzingis looks – some nights he looks good. He looks like the old Porzingis, and some nights he just looks like what he's like. He's out there looking for trim during the game. Like he's out there. I don't know what he's doing, man. It's half the time. That's so. what he's doing. You just that is it. what he's. Yeah, exactly. So I, I mean, it's Luca's the guy, man. He's the guy you can. So that that big question tonight. You have if you can spend up on one guy, is it Luca or is it Harden who just you know continually puts up these monster numbers? So for me, it's Luca, but I mean, I say that with the exception, like Harden is obviously he's a great play too. Anytime you can play these guys, it's tough. It's tough to to play just one one of these guys. Like that, that's why in NBA, I always try to have at least two or three teams where you can shuffle the stars a little bit. Like maybe you play one Luca, one Harden, because they'll both get you a nice high floor, but one of them's probably going to get eighty, and the other one might get like sixty. So. I don't know. I don't know how you decide between them. Sometimes I like to play them both if there's enough value. But tonight, like this New Orleans side, too, you got some good plays on this New Orleans team. Like Ingram's pretty cheap. Drew Holiday. Lonzo finally got minutes. I think Lonzo played – let's look. He played 33 minutes on the – two days ago. So what was that, Sunday? Played 33 minutes. He's, I got him at like 32 minutes tonight. If he play, if he gets back up in the mid-30s, he's going to crush value in this game. And this game's going to – I mean, this is going to be a popular game. I mean, these guys, like Lonzo's projected 30%. We only got Ingram at 9% right now. If he's only 9%, I think he's one of the best plays on the slate. I just think this game shoots out. Like, these teams are going to get up and down the court. They got some guys that can score. It's the perfect shootout game, right? Like these guys, they're going to crush. That's what Vegas is telling us. Two, a two thirty four is a big number. I think uh, on that New Orleans side, you hit on it already. Drew Holiday is a lot like Jimmy Butler. You said Jimmy Butler doesn't need to catch. He just doesn't doesn't get a bunch of stats. Isn't his thing. He just he'd rather play a little defense and help the team win. That's Drew Holiday. So now you get Lonzo Ball back. Oh man, I thought Lonzo would have a big year this year in this offense, you know, getting some free reign. But he's been, he's been injured, but now we get him back. Brandon Ingram's been a monster this year. I love Brandon Ingram. I love that call on Ingram. And, uh, and uh, you know, I think we can play some of these guys in this big shootout and run it back with Luka. If you're a game stacker type, I'm not necessarily a big game stack type, but sometimes it jumps off to you. Play Luka on one side and it just makes sense. I can play Ingram and ball on the other side. and just It just makes sense in GPP. So 
Uh, is there anybody out here? I mean, who are you looking for? If you were running a cash game, just one team, you're, let's say you're a hoop, hoop, and you've got your $70,000 of action tonight on one lineup. Who, who is, is there anybody from this New Orleans side you're putting on your cash team? You would consider? I think Lon, Lonzo for sure is a cash game play tonight. I mean, he's just, he's cheap. He, he's back in the minutes, like I said. Good matchup. But honestly, like in a game like this, I, I think you can use any of these three in cash. Like, I think Lonzo's the best cash play, but you can play Drew. You can, Ingram, Ingram's one of the best plays of the night to me. He is going to crush. Like, Dallas has no one that can really put it like, – like they can't put a guy like Porzingis on him. They don't They don't really have a matchup for him. So he's going to he's gonna have a big game for sure. In this game, I just think this game – obviously I'm not stepping out on a limb saying it, but there's a – you can easily play a little five-man stack here. The two Dallas guys and these three New Orleans guys or even, even a cheaper New Orleans guy if you really like one of these cheaper ones. Yeah, it's a it's a little four or five man stack, and you're not forcing it in there just because they're in the same game. You're doing it because they're just good players, and it makes sense. So, I like that. Let's move on down. We got another two thirty four total here. Houston traveling to San right down right down I ten traveling to San Antonio. Man, well, I didn't know they were in. If I'd have known that, I'd be at the game right now. I wouldn't even be out here on this show if I didn't know the Rockets were in town. What's up with that, man? Hey, Rockets, you, you still got time. No, no, I need. Just I need. get in that helicopter. You freaking won the million. You got all those keys. <laughs> you probably got the the launching pad off the roof. Just go up Man. and get in your helicopter. I have to. Uh, I need some tickets now. I need. I need a uh, Fanduel. Where yeah, man. I need some court sides. This is ridiculous. I don't. I don't sit in the upper decker, man. I don't. I don't do that. But Houston's at San Antonio. Another two thirty four. I was a little bit surprised to see this number so big. If only because San Antonio is just not that good. And I don't know where these points are going to come from. I know Houston can get there. Uh, but So let's start off with Houston. I think we're looking at a team that's coming back to being relatively healthy tonight. Capella looks like he's back. Daniel Howell's back. So you've got Westbrook and Harden as your big guys, and Capella is a lock for a double-double as usual. Like what jumps off to you on the Houston side? Yeah, you just said it. Like they're getting back to full strength. Capella obviously back. He's kind of priced up. The matchups, the matchups, decent for him. You always have the Harden Westbrook. Uh, like Harden's priced way up, where he's even a little bit higher than than Luca, at least on at least on DraftKings and Westbrook. I just don't play Westbrook. I've said it all year on these shows, but I think you have to play Harden or Westbrook most of the time. But I don't like to play them together all that much, unless it's a short slate. If Westbrook crushes, I can almost guarantee Harden isn't getting there. If Harden crushes, Westbrook maybe gets there, but he definitely doesn't have upside if Harden crushes. They both need the ball because neither one of them is a great off-the-ball player. So, I don't know. Like, I definitely think you can play one of them, but I still think the same rule where I wouldn't play both of them together. And at full strength, I think you can pretty much ignore the rest of the team, kind of just cross off all those value guys. All of them are pretty bad plays because all the usage is going to go to Harden and Westbrook and, and Capella on the on the rolls and stuff. So I think I like the other game better, Dallas-New Orleans, so I'm not, like, focusing on these guys. But like you said, it's a huge total. San Antonio has been – just dreadful on defense. We think of them as a good defense. They have not been a good defense so far. So Houston should get a ton of easy buckets. Harden's fine, but it's tough to fit Harden and Luka. And I'd rather go Luka, I think, if playing one team. Obviously, if you're playing 20 teams or 150, play a little. I mean, don't fade Harden completely because he can get you 80 any time and break the slate. But playing one team, I like Luka more. Westbrook, I don't, I don't love, I don't, I, I never love Westbrook though. So I guess if you're fading Harden, you could play him. But again, like he's 8,800 on DK. I'd rather just play a guy like Ingram who I, I, I like his upside more. So what do you think of these Houston guys? I think, I think that's where we're at. I think you're on it. You could play Harden. You could play Westbrook. I probably wouldn't play him in the same game unless I won't do that until like Christmas Day, you know, when we know that they're going to go off together. And otherwise, keep it to one of those guys. Capella's always the threat because gets so many gets so many boards. Some of them can be offensive if he gets tip ins and and then they use him in the pick and roll. He can get there. So that's where you're at over there. It's pretty much a three man show, and, and 
a two-man show if you consider that you can only play one Westbrook or Harden. But on the other side tonight, another one of the bigger injuries going on. LaMarcus Aldridge is going to be out. So actually, you talk about San Antonio having a bad defense. This probably helps their defense, having Aldridge sit down. But uh, It can't hurt. <laughs> it can't hurt them on defense, but it for sure is going to open up a ton of shots for some people because he just sits there and does nothing but take those mid-range shots anymore. So that's not going to be there tonight. Somebody's going to benefit. Somebody's going to grab a bunch of shots. We assume DeRozan's going to pick up a few others, but he's priced accordingly. Who else can we look at here that's going to take up some of this? I got my eye on somebody here. Who's going to take up the slack here? I like Fred? when you get that eye going. That, that usually means good things for us. When you Who's get, going to take up the slack for Lamarcus, big Lamarcus, and his, his, he, he just kind of handicaps himself up and down the court these days, but he takes all those shots. So who's going to take his shots? Yeah, so I think one of the best plays on the slate is Rudy Gay. Just oh, you called it on me. You got me. Yeah. Woo. I just think, like, the game's going to go pretty small, I would think. I don't see it, like, going super big with Aldridge out. Houston doesn't want to play big naturally. So, Rudy Gay just fits that role. Like, he goes from a, maybe a mid-20s role to somewhere in the 30s minutes-wise, I would think. And he just – he grades out nice. Same thing with Podal. Like, Podal is pretty cheap. He's got – he's been playing decent minutes anyways, and he's been pretty good. But – now with Aldridge out, like he's just locked into probably high twenties to like low thirties minutes, which at this price point against Houston, he's just gonna get there for sure. And I don't know, like they go so deep though. I mean, you're looking at two, four, you're going, 10, 11, 12 guys for San Antonio. A guy I got my eye on is Trey Lyles because I always do. He kind of fits that role of Aldridge where he comes in, plays the four, plays the five. I want to hear who they're going to start. I don't think we've heard news yet, but I keep my eye on a guy like Lyles just maybe sliding into that starting lineup. Right now he's graded out only at like 16 minutes, 2% owned though. We've talked about a lot of, a lot of like cash type plays, easy, easy plays that everyone knows about. Trey Lyles is a guy I kind of got my eye on tonight as a guy completely off the radar. No one's talking about him. No one, he's 2% owned projected. I don't know, though. Just keep your eye on it. The starting lineup news, even if he doesn't start, I think he's kind of sneaky in tournaments. He's only 3400 on DK. He's cheap everywhere around the industry. I like Trey Lyles as a little tournament flyer tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling up the lineup HQ right now. It's uh, for the people. They can see it right now. What it is is, uh, you know, what we used to do is, a guy gets scratched earlier in the day, and we, and we go to all the on-court, off-court sites and say, okay, we take LaMarcus off the court. What happens? Who gets the big bump? And you don't even really have to do that anymore because the projections on these sites are so good, especially like RG, these guys hammering out. The, they're telling us right here what's probably going to happen. If it, doesn't, if it doesn't stick close to this script, then it, it was just an anomaly, but they're telling us, you know, DeMar gets a big boost here by his projection. Rudy Gay, a massive boost here. He's the second highest uh, projected player tonight into the mid-30s, which is monster here. Problem is, on Fantasy Draft, we're looking at about a 40-plus percent ownership on Rudy Gay. we got other guys who you got to assume are going to get a bump, too, because it's just going to be a bunch of shots opened up. Other guys like DeJounte Murray, Derek White, I'm not, I don't like those guys, but they're going to get extra shots, and now they're looking at like sub-5% ownership. GPPs, can we get rid of Rudy Gay and, and Pirtle and these guys and, and play maybe hope with DeJounte Murray gets extra shots or, or Derek White? Or you said Trey Lyles. He's less than 1% on projected. So I guess yeah. that would be your GPP play, right? Yeah, Ru- Rudy Gay's tough for, for, for me to get rid of because obviously in NBA, you have to eat some chalk or you're just going to get absolutely murdered in NBA. Like you just have to eat these plays. I think Rudy Gay is one of those plays for me. Like, they just need scoring, and some of these other guys aren't really scorers. Rudy Gay's a scorer, no matter what. He lives in the mid-range. Maybe he shouldn't do that. We can argue about that at a different show, but he can score no matter what. It might not be optimal, but they're going to need his scoring in there. And one more point, too, about what you said. These projections, if you're playing NBA and you don't have projections at Roto Grinders, which we've done a great job, there's other sites, too. I mean – there's so many projection sites that are amazing these days. I think we do as good a job as anybody with these projections. But 
one thing I will say in tournaments, everyone uses these now. And if they don't, they're drawing dead anyways. But everyone that's winning is using them. So if you know everyone's using them and you can like a guy like Trey Lyles, who's projected right now on RG 16 minutes and 16 fantasy points at 2% owned, if I'm way higher than that than the field, like if I think he plays 24 minutes and gets 30 fantasy points and I'm that different than the projections, that's where I think I can get an edge on the field knowing that everyone's playing the projections, they're playing the optimal teams, which is good. I'm not saying not to do that, but play a bunch of the optimal guys and then find one or two guys that you're way higher than the field on and that's how I think you got a shot in tournaments. Like, you're not going to play Trey Lyles in a cash game. But in tournaments, if you're right and he does play 25 minutes and gets 30 fantasy points and Podal somehow struggles a little bit, you have a massive leg up on the field. And that's one of the things I like to do in tournaments. And Lyles, I really think – I think Lyles could crush tonight. Speaking of cash games, if you had to pick one guy from this San Antonio roster that's going to benefit with LMA out of – Who's the one guy – is there one guy you would run in cash games like almost let's lock him in cash? I, for me, I'm not a huge DeRozan guy, but DeRozan and Gay would be cash game guys for me just because they have to score. Uh, like, like I said about Gay, they, they need to score. There's just not that much scoring on the Spurs. You got a 114 team total. You're going against Houston who doesn't play great defense. These guys have to score. Like, you look at some of these guys. Like, Podol's not going to go score 25 points or something. Forbes is a good shooter. You got a bunch of these role guys, Patty Mills, a bunch of these guys. But the scoring has to come from DeRozan and Gay. So, that they would be my cash game plays from this. Yeah. All right. Went ahead while you after you said that, and I went ahead and tagged Rudy Gay as the cash game play tonight. That's, I think that's a very good option right there with LMA. How much does he on FanDuel? FanDuel, it's a good question. Let me, let me, I got my, you know what these, uh, let me pull it up here. Uh, FanDuel, he is, oh, he's 5.3K. Nice and juicy salary. That's sweet on that. Another thing, too, about the HQ that's sweet now. I love when you click their name, how you can see all all the pricing. Makes it so much easier. Yeah, good point. I I was flipping back and forth. I'm I'm an idiot. I forgot about that. Oh, you! I don't have your screen up. (laughs) Was I calling you out about it? No, I was. uh, I I forgot all about. I use that all the time, and I didn't. I I panicked when when you said that. I panicked. But uh, (laughs) it's the best with these shows too, because obviously we're doing a fantasy draft show. Like you can see, he's 10k right just by, by clicking on that. Great job they've done with the HQ. I mean, it gives you so many things. You got all the game logs right here. You got all the pricing. You got the positions they're eligible at all in one spot, which might not sound like a huge deal, but it saves time yeah, when you're up against it. For sure. You know what You know what I'm having trouble with here with this this MacBook? This MacBook, you know I got this new MacBook. Yeah, I'm you used, did because you're a smart I'm used, man. To I'm used to window. You know what I'm having is when you got the mouse – when that little scroll button up or down, it's reversed. Yeah, on you, well, after the show, I'll fix that in two seconds. Yeah, man, it's confusing. I hate the that hell. too. <laughs> I, I hate when that does that. But it's got me. It's you got to get cool. one of these trackpads though. Get rid of the mouse and get that. Oh, you got a laptop though. Yeah, laptop. Right. I got. I just got it. It goes with me anywhere. It's all good. But let's yeah, just, we'll fix that for you. All right, don't forget because I got. I got to figure that out. Next I hate game that on too. next game on the board, the Lakers. Like, oh, your Nuggets, the Lakers traveling to Denver a little mile high. And Nuggets, oh, man, and only a 208 total. Man, that rings. That's big time right there when you consider that that Miami-Toronto defensive struggle is 212. And we're coming in with these guys, only 208. Boy, that's, that's screaming right there. That's screaming at us. That's a low total. But Lakers-Nuggets, I mean, whew, it's going to be a good defensive battle right here. Talk to me. Let's let's start off with your Nuggets. That's That's a good way to start. We got – Looks like the relatively healthy tonight. Talk to me about the Nuggets. Talk to me about Jokic. Does he does he need to hit the treadmill? What's going on with Jokic? And generally speaking, who are the guys we want to turn? Now, you got your finger on the pulse with this team, so you're going to give us the scoop here. I, that's one of my favorite things about basketball that people act like. You, you need to – you need to all look like LeBron James, completely sculpted and in the best shape ever. Like, Jokic is fine. Everyone, he might have been pouting about some stuff. Maybe he's mad about the coach. But it has nothing to do with his body type. What's going on out there? It's just, it's hilarious. It's racial profiling almost with this, <laughs> with this big whitey. I mean. It's, it's body shaming. They're body shaming <laughs> that man. 
Oh, but these two teams are two. I think they're first and second in the West right now. Maybe both of them have like three losses or two of the best teams in basketball. And one of the reasons is they play sort of slow and they both play pretty good defense. So as far as NBA basketball, this game's going to be amazing tonight. As far as fantasy, I think it's a really bad spot for nearly everyone in the game. From the Denver side, I always want to pick on the Lakers with guards, not bigs. Like, I, I can't play Jokic against Dwight and JaVale and Anthony Davis. It's just a really bad spot for Jokic. And I want to pick on them with guards, though. So Jamal Murray and Will Barton are, are two of the guys that definitely have to be in play tonight. Like, this is a Jamal Murray game for sure. He loves the spotlight. He loves the big game. He loves getting the crowd going. And the Lakers don't really have a guy that can guard a guy like Jamal Murray. That's their one weakness right now with Avery Bradley out. Uh, so for, for the Nuggets side, it's for sure just Murray and Barton for me. The rest of the team, super easy fade. Actually, one guy that's kind of sneaky, too. I talked about Trey Lyles. Another guy that I think is pretty sneaky tonight is Monte Morris. He's been pretty good lately. Let me see how many minutes he's been getting. He's been right around 20 minutes a few games. But like I said, they need guards in this type of game to create. I don't hate Monte Morris at that super, super cheap price tag. Again, that's a tournament flyer, not a cash game play. But I don't hate him. But definitely the guards from the Nuggets. Yeah. Is there anybody Is there anybody that may see a little extra run here trying to defend LeBron? Like an individual defender that may be on the court a little extra tonight for the Nuggets? Because I know you called it last year one time we had one of those games, and I think it was Torrey Craig night or something like that, and, and he went crazy. He that was Bruce Westbrook. He, he owns yeah. Westbrook. What, is there anybody that you can see them leaving out their extra run tonight to get on LeBron? No, I mean, even if they do, I, I don't – none of them have enough usage to where – yeah, I don't. I don't see a spot where there's all these bigs. They're all going to play minutes. I don't know. I don't. I don't really want to pick on that spot too too much. Fair enough. On the other side, there. I know it's a low total, tough defensive game. Low totals in the NBA really don't mean anything to me when we're talking about a guy like LeBron James or Anthony Davis or or Harden or this guy or that. Like a, the superstars, it doesn't matter. They're just going to get all the production if that. So. How do, we, how do we rank LeBron and Anthony Davis compared to the other stars? Is GPP only options, or can you run LeBron out there in cash? Or, or what's your thoughts on L.A.? So the nice part about these two guys is they are pretty cheap. I mean, you look, LeBron's 10-2 on DK, 11-4 on FanDuel, 51 Yahoo. And AD's under 10K on DraftKings, which he's always got to be in play at this price point. I don't care. Like you said, sure, the total's low. Stuff like that. But AD, he can go off any game. This isn't a terrible spot for these guys either. I mean, I think the Lakers' strength for sure is inside. And tonight, the, the Nuggets' strength is going to be the guard. So, I can see a, a little spot where you run Jamal on one side, maybe even Barton, come back with AD or LeBron. Like, I definitely wouldn't play AD and LeBron in a spot like this because the low total – it's not a good chance that they both go off. But there, there's a decent chance that one of these guys gets up around 60 fantasy points, which is huge at these price tags. And another good thing about this game, I don't think it'll blow out. It, it should stay close, which means you get full minutes, 35, 36 minutes from, from these two stars. So definitely don't rule these two out. But set a rule, don't play them both, kind of like Westbrook Harden. And they're not, I don't think they'd be on my first team, but I, I do. I, I don't mind it. Yeah, one thing you have to keep into consideration, like you said, two of the top teams in the Western Conference, it just feels like maybe they go a little a little extra harder today as opposed to playing run-of-the-mill team on any other given night. This, this is a big-time matchup right here, so maybe we get a little extra run. I think these guys are great GPP options. Let's get on to – now, we got a big gapper here, so we got – you know, the 7.30, then 8 o'clock game is the Nuggets, 8 o'clock my time, Central time. And then we got, like, a big delay here, and the late-night hammer is Portland at the Clippers tonight. So this is definitely the, the epitome of a hammer right here. You get, you'll get you be at – those other games will be final by the time this thing kicks off the second half. So, I don't know. I always feel good about having a little extra PMR left in me. But, yeah. But I don't yeah, know, I man. This Portland side, boy, this Clippers defense is tough too, man. It's a two thirty-one and a half total, so they're saying plenty of points. A one in eleven, a one eleven 
implied team total for Portland. They'd say there's going to be points here, but boy, I, I usually have a hard time playing a bunch of people against the Clippers. They got some, they got some good defenders on there. Talk to me about the Portland side. Yeah, th- this game is probably the toughest. I, I feel pretty strongly about the rest of the slate. Like I'm able to decipher what I think is going to happen. This game just feels weird because the total is so massive that I, I don't know. I feel like it goes under for sure. And I'm worried about Portland. Like, I just don't think they're any good. I think this game could be a blowout, which means I don't want a ton of pieces. But then, like you said, it's the only late game. It starts an hour after the Nuggets game. So it's going to be the only game going for the last however long, at least a half, where where you got just this game. And it's a massive total. So it's one of those things that if I'm wrong about it and it stays close and it shoots out, it's going to be painful watching all my teams start slowly declining down the leaderboard, which sucks. Anyone that's played fantasy for a long time knows how painful it is when you're sitting pretty good, you got a good little night going, but you got no one left, and you just watch this game go crazy. I don't think it's going to be super high owned, though, either. You look at the the ownerships, there's just not anyone that should project high. Lillard's been tougher for me, too, because obviously since Melo's been there, it kind of shifted the offense a little bit because he just soaks up so much usage that – it makes it hard, but then you look at his numbers. His price is down. He's 8,400, 9K on DK, 15,4 on Fantasy Draft, and he's still been right around 40 fantasy points the last four games, which isn't incredible by any means for Dame. But, like, if you if you told me he's going to be in the 40s tonight and it's the late-night hammer, huge game, I don't – like, how does Portland keep this game close? Why is the spread only 10? It's a good question. Uh, I think they're getting a lot of respect here from uh, from the odds makers. T- Ten's a pretty decent number, I guess, in the NBA, but I'm with you. It's tough to find uh, – you know the one guy on Portland who I think I could play, and it's interesting, is, is Whiteside because he doesn't need points to necessarily have a big game. He can do it with blocks and all the other stuff, so you could play him. But, boy, I look at I look at uh, Carmelo. I can't, can't play Carmelo. I can't play Carmelo. He got especially expensive not, all of a sudden. Especially not in this matchup. I got a feeling. I got a feel, just a hunch, but either Kawhi or Paul George is going to be on oh, Melo, and that's not good. That's not good for Melo. I think the other guy would be on Dame Lillard for some of the night. That'd be tough on Lillard, too. Maybe it's a McCollum night, but then there's Beverly back there, too. So the team packed with good individual defenders, so maybe Whiteside is the only guy I can go in Portland. Let's talk about the Clippers, though. They're running, these, they're running these guys out. You got Paul George and, and uh, Kawhi look like they're in there tonight. Harold, Lou Williams coming off the bench. A lot of pieces here. I mean, it could go anywhere with the fantasy production. Is there anybody standing out to you? Yeah, man. Like I said, this is the toughest spot of the night for me because you have a massive total. It feels like you should play some guys here. But, man, especially the Portland side, all of them are priced up. The Clippers side, like Lou Williams is super cheap. I always want to play some Lou. Even Paul George and Kawhi feel cheap. Like, like they're – I think we need some exposure to the Clippers side, even if we don't play Portland. It's a massive total. The good thing is, even if it does blow out, it's going to be because of these guys. The main guys have all the usage on offense, Lou, Paul, and Kawhi have all the offense and, and Trez will get a lot of the dirty work. He'll get some buckets. He'll, but it won't be in the flow of the offense. Usually maybe a screening roll or something, but I think you need to play. We talked about rules. Like we always do on the showdown shows. I think maybe you set a rule that you need at least one of Lou, Paul George or Kawhi on all of your teams, just because they're all pretty cheap, which is nice. Obviously in fantasy, you want to have a good price point. They all feel a little too cheap, and they just have – is it the biggest total of the night, 121? Yeah. They have the highest team total of the night in the late hammer, and Portland has played no defense too. Whiteside blocks a bunch of shots, but if they go small with Harrell at the five, Whiteside's going to have all kinds of troubles going out and defending that high pick and roll. I think we need at least one Clippers. How would you rank these Clippers guys? Man, this is this uh I'm with you. This is uh too tough to really call. You you know the thing is about Kawhi is when when we get when we roll around to April and the playoffs start, I'm gonna be all on the I'm gonna lock him in every night because that's what these regular season games don't mean anything to this guy anymore. He just kind of coasts even when he's not sitting out games when he's playing. He's just 
he doesn't mind giving it to Paul George, giving it up to his teammates. He doesn't. So I don't know if I could pay that big money for him. Paul George is fine. Uh, I guess I would rank Paul George number one. For all points, you go Kawhi number two. But Lou Williams probably with the salary, my second favorite. Like you said, here's the thing. I would set a rule right here. Not in every lineup, but in a lot of lineups, I would either play either Harrell for the reason why you said they could run a white side off the floor with that. Either Harrell or Zubac, because if they don't, if they're not smart enough to do that, they may just try to match up Whiteside with Zubac, and he may get extra minutes tonight. And we've seen it before; he gets extra minutes. This guy can put some points up, fantasy points up, when he's on the floor for twenty or twenty-five minutes. So that may be one of the rules I run out there in some GPPs: either Harrell or Zubac in you know a certain amount of team. Not both of them, obviously, but one of them. I think it could go anyway, man, in any which way with these Clippers guys. That's tough, but like you said, a one twenty-one. Need to have some exposure to them, so. And they're all too cheap. They're they're one of the few teams where you can legitimately say every guy that plays minutes is almost too cheap. I mean, even even Beverly is super cheap, and they're going to be naturally lower owned because it's the late game, and there's some good games early, like the Houston huge total, Dallas huge total. Washington huge total with some value. So these guys are going to sneak through the cracks a little bit where – if Portland can somehow keep this close, I think this could be the winning tournament team for sure with Dame one way and two of these guys the other way, little three-man stack to end the night. I think there's a lot of value in this game if it stays close because these guys are too cheap. I mean, Lou Williams at, at 6400 is just too cheap for a guy that can score that much. Yeah, guys, uh, there's your seven games. I think we're wrapped up. Let me take one quick look real quick and see if I have any more injury news. I don't see anything else that popped off that's significant that we uh, that we didn't cover. We didn't already. really talk about Lowry during the Toronto. Like, he's going to be back, and I don't think it really changes anything as far as the slate, though. No, I don't think – I mean – no, that's we 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 mentioned that that's just a tough defensive team. I don't or matchup anyway. I don't think I don't think that changes anything for us. I think we're good. I think we're good to get out of here unless you got anything. I pressing just want to see what. Yeah. So the only thing that that Lowry would change for me is I probably wouldn't play anyone. I already wasn't going to play anyone in that game, but now I'm definitely not playing anyone in that game. Yeah, everybody's priced very very appropriately with Lowry being back. So guys. I think it's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. I think me and Big T is going to be on for Thursday also, a little a little slate. So we'll Are we be back, back again? That. We got two this week. I like I think, it. I think we do. So, uh, you know, it's, it's that time of year, man. College football. Is that a two-gamer that night? It might be. We, oh. we have some serious time to kill that night. But So fire up your questions on Thursday. We'll answer them all. It don't even need to be about basketball. But, guys, it's 20 past the hour. Crunch time is up next. Need to get in there. Don't forget to hit those like and subscribe buttons out there. We need that. Like and subscribe buttons and fill out the comments on all that good stuff. Let us know what you think about the site, all that. For Big T, I'm Head Chopper, guys. Good luck in those GPPs, and we're out of here.